Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. to all of my unlucky lounge rats out there and thanks for journeying back to the unlucky lounge for another bonus episode of draft and draft we haven't done one of these bonus episodes since our last ikoria mystery preview season have we borak it has been quite some time and this little cute bonus episode comes with some extra boon in mind and before we get to the content Quick reminders, housekeeping, this episode brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Check them out at Believe.com for content ranging and topics uh, from all over the world. They got great stuff to keep you entertained. And of course, find us on Twitter, Draft and Draft Corey, Instagram, Corey, Damone Enriquez, or find us on our Patreon, Draft and Draft and MTG Podcast. Well, that's enough of that. It's time for us to get to the meat of this little bonus episode. You see, midweek here the week being ending in June 5th, I got an invite from Channel Fireball Events. That's right, Borak, your boy is playing online in the Commander Fest this weekend. The sounds of hype never did sound so good, my bear-tending buddy. And in order to get in, all of the people who wanted to be in one of the feature matches, like I ended up landing in, they had to make a short two-minute video, and mine was on my commander deck starring Kroxa, Titan of Death's Hunger. And here on the podcast, we're going to have a quick 10-minute deck tech of this 100-card stack. And this is more than just a stack. To me, this is really the epitome of fun. Let me first start off with the inspiration for the deck. I've been playing commander for quite some time. I'd say I started as early as... 2009, I remember watching someone play their Niv-Mizzet deck and the 100 card randomness of the format really appealed to me and I decided to try and build my very own Niv-Mizzet deck. And of course, combo-tastic, drawing card, dealing damage, who doesn't love it? After that, I went on to build Safi Eric's daughter, the ETB madness was with me in that green-white general. Then I landed to build a commander around my favorite card of all time, that is Rakamar, a 2-2 with haste for 4 mana that taps, you pay a red, and you make a 3-1 elemental creature. It always surprises people every once in a while that the token stays and doesn't get exiled at end of turn. It was just old card templating. It, it caught people off guard, and I always loved it, and played so much of it in Limited, but that's for another time. Long story short, I have commander decks for days. 10, 12, 13 commander decks, and I like to change them and keep them fresh and try and have as many different types and kinds of decks as possible. Oh, I've got your classic ETB value deck, I've got your Corvald, I've got your Atraxa. So when the Theros Beyond Death set was coming out, I was looking for a new commander to build around, something that was fresh and new and exciting. I was taking apart my Niv-Mizzet deck, I was getting kind of bored with it, and I looked at my Wheel of Fortune and thought, I should really find a way to get use out of this. And then Kroxa came tumbling across the internet, alongside, of course, Uro. 
the green blue commander titan that's of the same vein but instead of making people discard cards he lets you draw cards and play land and gain life and i thought you know what croxus seems like the way to go and so this deck came to be a deck I like to call Wheel in the Hand Keeps on Turning, or Wheeling and Dealing with Croxa, the name is still in arbitration. Now the purpose of this deck, one might just look at the commander and see the surface level, and that is to discard your opponent's hand. And while there are elements of that, there were a few things that I wanted to make sure were being adhered to when I was making the deck. First off, there would be no targeted discarding. I think that it's a strong strategy to play a Mind Twist or, you know, a Rakdos Return and discard one person's hand, the biggest threat on the board, and then kind of ride that to victory. But I don't necessarily enjoy making one person's experience horrible. Now, if I'm discarding everyone's cards and hands, that makes me feel a little bit more comfortable with the whole mechanic itself. If everyone's discarding, it just makes it all the more fair. Uh, secondly, I wanted to take advantage of the wheeling part of the deck. So the concept of course being playing Wheel of Fortune-like effects. I have the actual card, Reforge the Soul, and a couple other relatively clever variants that I found along the way as I was building up to this deck. That includes cards like Incendiary Command that discards your hand and you draw that many cards you just discarded. And this card has provided a lot of extra utility that has me very very excited. That includes being able to just deal two damage to each creature. Sometimes you can just blow out a board of tokens and it's just extra utility. Uh, my favorite is destroy target non-basic land. Just the satisfaction of being able to destroy someone's Gaia's Cradle off of this card that is actually just a dollar and 34 cents feels pretty good. The idea of wheeling comes into other things as well as you dig a little bit deeper, uh, like Dark Deal. It is two and a black for a sorcery. Each player discards all the cards in their hand, then draws that many, minus one. It's a ubiquitous everyone discards one card from their hand effect that continues to fuel you towards more escape costs that, you know, let's say that uh, Kroxa is quite hungry for. And then, as I started to dig through my old collection, I started to look at some Planeswalkers that I hadn't unearthed and played in quite some time. One of which is a card that just never found a good home for me, and that was Chandra Ablaze. This is the Chandra from the original Zendikar set. It's four red red for a five loyalty Planeswalker, plus one, discard a card, and if it's a red card, deal four damage to target creature or player. Minus two, each player discards his or her hand, then draws three cards. And then minus seven is you cast any number of instant or sorcery cards from your graveyard without paying their mana costs. The main purpose of this card, of course, is the minus two. Everyone discards their hand and then draws three cards. So if you end up discarding everyone's hands just ubiquitously through random effects, you can still refresh them. And that is a legit part of the strategy of the deck because the other part of this deck is getting value off of having people discard things. Classic bops like Waste Knot are in the deck, the two costing enchantment that gets value off of the certain types of cards that your opponent discards. We also are playing, you know, Liliana's Caress, doing two damage, and we also have some additional little value off of discarding opponent's hands because there's a sub-theme in reanimation spells. 
Alright, calm down everyone in the Unlucky Lounge. Calm down. It's not like really janky reanimation, like bringing back shoulders or stuff like that. No, I want to take advantage of the crazy stuff that my opponents are doing. And I don't just want to reanimate a card. I want to reanimate a lot of cards. And this includes playing some cute things like the Eldest Reborn. It's the Saga from Dominaria, Chapter 1, each opponent sacrifices a creature or planeswalker, Chapter 2, each opponent discards a card, and in Chapter 3 you put a creature or planeswalker from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. Now I actively recognize that this enchantment is not necessarily fully optimized. There are probably better cards that I could be playing, but that's not the point of this deck. The point is playing these cards that you used to adore and reveling in them. For example, the Eldest Reborn was one of my favorite cards to draft in classic Dominaria. The Dominaria set was so chock full of random value off of sagas, and this card, having an excuse to play it in this deck, it made me crack a smile. But what about some other reanimation? I said I want to reanimate all the things, and there's a couple spells that have me excited to reanimate my opponent's graveyards. That includes one of the newer cards coming out of Commander 2020, a little hit known as Dredge the Mire. Three and a black for a sorcery. Each opponent chooses a creature card in their graveyard, and then put those cards onto the battlefield under your control. Now, if you go with some early discarding effects, you're going to put your opponent in a tight place where they might have to discard some of their bigger things because they have to start to get things on the board and develop to get their larger card draw spells and continue to develop. And if you get your opponent to discard something crazy off of a Dredge the Mire with an early Kroxa trigger or using a wheel effect or Reforge the Soul or Incendiary Command, you can get something crazy in the early game. And it just gets better because it's not just one opponent, it's all the opponents. And the fact as well, just a side note from earlier, I get to leverage letting people draw additional cards with wheel effects and reforge the soul effects and windfall type effects that you can kind of use it in a diplomatic sphere, which I have found to be a little bit more fun than I initially thought. But the reanimation of our opponent's yards and mass does not end there. There's another card that I want to talk about, another cute pet card I always wanted to play known as Boneyard Parlay. 7 mana, 5 colorless, and 2 black. You exile 5 creature cards from graveyards. An opponent separates those into 2 piles, and then you put all cards from the pile of your choice onto the battlefield under your control and the rest into the graveyards. It's fact or fiction for reanimation. So cool. This is a perfect example of a card of why I love Commander. It's explosive, it's something people don't see coming, and when it hits the battlefield and resolves, it creates a massive power vacuum and creates political choices that forces your opponents to either go with a certain game plan, work together to try and defeat you, or you can leverage it against someone else who is trying to take down an opponent that's going crazy and get something crazy off of it. My ultimate goal is to someday get one of my opponents to parlay a value off of Boneyard Parlay to make them go five creatures in one pile, zero in the other, to try and take down some kind of arch enemy that's currently in the game. Speaking of diplomacy, another card that caught my eye and just had to snap its way into the deck is Capital Punishment. This is from Conspiracy Take the Crown, four colorless and two black. 
It has Council's Dilemma. Starting with you, each player votes for death or taxes. Each opponent sacrifices a creature card for each death vote and discards a card for each taxes vote. I have played this card already a number of times in this deck and resolved it, and it does whatever you need it to. You just stick one of the other discard value outlets on the battlefield, like a Liliana's Caress or the Waste Knot, and then suddenly you're getting extra value off the card discards, which most people are going to choose. And then you can make other people vote for what you need to based on the needs of the table. And it doesn't affect you at all. It's nothing but upside, and when you're in a deck that's benefiting off of your opponent's discarding cards, this card just shines through because no matter what, the punishment is very real. Speaking of chaos, there's another card that is a classic competitive playable that doesn't really see a lot of play in Commander. However, this card almost exemplifies what I love about this deck. It's Burning Inquiry. For one red, it's a sorcery. Each player draws three cards, then discards three cards at random. As the Croxa deck, I don't necessarily care what's in my hand. I've got a lot of incidental graveyard value. Both Squeeze are in there. We have the Skyfire Phoenix, the Commander Phoenix. That just happens to be quite you know, hilarious in its random utility like blocking an errant flyer that's going to kill you. But Burning Inquiry provides this chaotic element to the game. When it hits the table, everyone has this big gasping moment and you don't know what's going to happen. All too often, Commander boils down to someone playing so many lands and getting out of control and suddenly they're the arch enemy, they resolve an Avenger Zendikar and a Craterhoof Behemoth and the game is over. But Burning Inquiry in the early part of the game not only fuels your Kroxa and your random graveyard things that happen to be in your hand, but can also throw everyone's plan into this delightful chaos. And I think that chaotic introduction into an ecosphere of a commander game creates more stories. And I'm so happy I found this. Now the last thing I want to talk about with this deck is the other side of the advantage coin that this deck provides to win the game, and that is value off of you discarding cards. Now I mentioned a few of them already, which include the squeeze, which you get for extra card value. Discarding your Skyfire Phoenix when your commander costs two initially just happens to hit the board and provide you this utility blocker and sometimes a attacker into a planeswalker and getting extra damage that your opponent didn't expect. And then you have the creature set that gives you some pretty sweet value when you discard your cards. And that includes the new hit from Commander 2020, Surly Badgersaur. A 3-3 for 4. When you discard a creature card, you put a counter on Surly Badgersaur. When you discard a land, you create a treasure. And when you discard a non-creature non-land, it fights up to one target creature you don't control. When this card hits the table, it becomes a must answer. And if you do this on turn 5 with your Burning Inquiry, nothing but gas my unlucky lounge rats and of course from commander 2019 my friend the bone miser a 4-4 four, four for 5 mana when you discard a creature you get a zombie when you discard a land you add 2 black and when you discard a non-creature non-land card you draw a card every time this guy makes it around the table and I resolve a wheel of fortune magus the wheel or any of the other windfall like effects you're generating massive 
amounts of card and board advantage. Just think about a hand where you have like two lands in your hand and a creature and a non-creature. You put your wheel, you get four black mana back, you draw a card, and you make a 2-2 plus the seven cards that you're drawing. I have never been more happy with this card than in this deck. Well, my unlucky lounge rats, that brings us to the end of this quick deck tech. And I would love to know what you think, but more importantly, I want you all to tune in on Saturday for the channel fireball event command fest online it is a great way for us to rejoin together as a community and play on that internet sphere and what i really appreciate about this is they are looking to bring that sense of community into the game of commander my second favorite way of playing magic the gathering and go and check it out online they have a lot of variants of the game and the way it's played if certain dollar amounts are donated during some of these feature matches, it's going to change the texture of the game. It can make people draw cards or reverse the turn order or a lot of other wacky chaotic elements that are definitely something that are going to provide some stories. So go and check it out and if you have time, 11.30 Pacific Standard Time, I would love to see you join me as we play against some wonderful players like Merchant. We have Olivia Goldberg Hicks in the pool playing with me as well. And also on the table is Mr. Alex Kessler. So to see all four of us play, tune in and enjoy. But in the meantime, go enjoy your Friday and make some magical memories of your own. My name is Corey, alongside Borak, and we'll see you on our next episode of Draft and Draft. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.